getting those ready. Where we yeah, it, it, it started. It started games, right but... off. It started right off in the state of Pennsylvania, man. You know, not yeah. to uh, shy away from my Pittsburgh Steelers or anything, but college football started, and uh, we went right into Pittsburgh, West Virginia, the the brawl, and last second back and forth game. Rivalry hasn't been played in like ten years, and a pick six kind of sealed it. But it was back and forth. Um, kept you on your toes. You went to work tired the next day because you stayed up late and watched the game. It was competitive all the way through. Uh, the fans are back in the stadium, and uh, it was a lot of crap talking, a lot of a lot of competitiveness, and it was great to see. But not even thirty minutes later, another game started. You caught the end of that game, and Penn State and Purdue, they're doing the same thing. They're going back and forth, pick six at the end of the game, and this is all just Thursday night. You know, this was just Thursday night to open it up, and uh, I I think it was good for the sport. I think it was good to bring back the fans and show everyone was back, um, and it shows the difference of being home and away, and uh, I, I, I really enjoyed – college football with the fans being back being super hyped and everything just being back to normal and like you said week zero you get football back but it's not the same it's not that live atmosphere you get that game day going and uh thursday set us right and i enjoyed thursday night football to get us ready for the weekend which was great football as well yeah definitely uh, uh the saturday games were fantastic Terry, how did you feel about the Saturday games? Who did you – what were, like, some of the surprises? What were the big games you would like to watch? Uh, well, the most surprising one to me was Oregon. Um, I did not expect Oregon to only score three points. But I did discover something after the game where I didn't – well, during the game, I didn't know that Bo Nix was their quarterback. Not Oregon. Um, Not Oregon. Was it Oregon? Yes, Bo Nix. Yeah, Oregon. Oregon. Yeah, Oregon. Yes, Bo now, I have nothing against Bo Nix, but it's just years watching Bo Nix at Auburn, he's never had an own year, in my opinion. Well, he didn't have it this just, time either. Exactly. And I was and I was um, reading, what, Friday night? Or, not Oregon, Georgia. They got rid of 15 starters to the NFL draft. So I was thinking, like, okay, this should be a close game, but obviously not. Their D-line is overpowered. That's where I was at last week. I was questioning. I'm like, is Georgia going to be that team again? Are they going to be, like, who we think they're going to be? I thought it was going to be a closer game. Devin, I, you you were actually more hard. Like, you, you were more uh, on Georgia than I was. I was kind of questioning Georgia. Yeah, you were so, all for So, where, where, I'm at with, where, where I'm at with college football, I think you're, we're a couple years away with all the NIU, uh, NIL deals to get a better separation, get a better separation of what's, what's to come, what's, what's next. Um, but right now the talent is in the SEC. Um, you're not going to see it shy away. And for Oregon to come down into the South, just like I thought about Utah coming down to Florida into the swamp, I don't have high expectations for that. Especially we've talked to before, West Coast, East Coast, East Coast, West Coast, that trip alone. Um, being that we're going to be moving some of these divisions and teams to new divisions, new conferences, and the travel time, it's still a thing. Um, but Georgia recycled players. Um, Oregon still has to create something over there. 
being that he was an SEC guy, a Kirby Smart guy, he has a lot to learn, a lot to bring to Oregon. But Georgia recycled their players great. Um, now, did I think they were going to just let Oregon score three points? No, I thought maybe we'd get like a little 17 points up maybe. Um, Georgia wasn't putting up points, and that's what everyone's going on about right now is that Georgia actually scored, you know, 40, 50 points, and uh, they didn't let down. And um, it looks like Alabama and Georgia are looking tough right now. <laughs> yeah, as much as I hate it. Again, Bama didn't play nobody. I mean, not that it was like a scrub scrub. Utah State's still a, a, at least a name. It's a, it's a Division One. you know. It's not like it's an absolute terrible team. But when you put up zeros and you're pulling your, your starters at halftime and still put up a zero, like that's impressive. Yeah, no one wants to see that donut, man. No one wants to see that donut. You put all that hard work in there. You think you're a grown man. And then Crimson Tide comes in and takes all that away from you. So where are you guys at uh, this Utah-Florida game? I was kind of shocked by the outcome. I thought Utah would win this one. I, I buy the Kool-Aid of the ranked team, you know, coming into it and Florida not being ranked and all this. Obviously, Florida won this game. I They jumped in the, 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 the AP poll all at number 12. So they went from unranked to 12 off of this one win. Terry, what do you think about that game? <clears throat> well, in my eyes, Florida's quarterback, um, Richardson, that's his name, correct? Yes, yep. sir. Uh, I don't know if it was just me, but he's pretty decent in my eyes. Florida can actually do something with him if they utilize him right, if that makes sense. Yeah, he, he looked good. Like, they were using him as, like, a, the all-purpose quarterback. They had him running, throwing. Like, if they can keep doing that and you don't just rely on him to throw the ball, I think they'll be they'll doing something. Cater that offense around his talents. And, I, and yeah, I'm so, glad you said that. Yeah, they brought, ahead, him in. They, they brought him in a little bit last year, and uh, I think he's gotten a better grasp with the offense. So I think he still needs to learn how to throw the ball a little bit better. But when he does get a, a tight, tight, you know, a good pocket, a tight, you know, uh, landing where he can put it, plant his foot and throw the ball. He has a nice ball too. Um, he still has some growing to do, but he is the reason why they he kept plays alive. He kept drives alive, and um, definitely, definitely, definitely. Uh, I wouldn't say a shocker, but Florida can make some noise if this man just gradually gets better through the year. Well, isn't every is every year where Florida? They have a good run until they meet that one team in the middle of the year. I'm not looking at the schedule, but do they have one of those teams this year, like Alabama or Georgia? I think they have both. Well, they, they play Georgia every year for sure. Okay. So, I mean, it's again, I'm not sold on them to the SEC is still too good. So, you always got to factor that in there. But I, yeah, I no, love and, uh, the. You, you got the SEC. I mean, at the end of the day, like, Right now, your top two teams is Alabama and Georgia. Um, I believe they showcase that. I don't know how good Notre Dame is. Um, being that that game with Ohio State was close, and we thought Ohio State had all the offensive power. Um, I don't want to say sleep on Notre Dame, but I do believe there's separation between Georgia and Alabama. Uh, 
from Ohio State and everybody else right now. But it's only week one. But that's my take is that they actually were were completely ready. And just being week one, I don't know if these guys are because, you know, you still get a little hot, a little heat check. And, you, you know, you grow as a team. There's still some growth coming. But Alabama and Georgia seem like they're just already on. Yeah, they, they picked up where they left off. They just looked incredible. Uh, Ohio State, like you kind of commented on, I was surprised that it was that low scoring. I thought they were going to put up more points. I don't know if it's, they weren't ready. I know their their star receiver went out. Um, and Notre Dame, I feel like, is that team that every year they're ranked high. They don't seem to kind of live up completely, but they never really are bad. Like, they're always kind of that middle of the pack. So – Maybe Notre Dame's that good this year, or is hopefully OSU is that bad? Like hopefully they're not as good as everyone expects them to be. Well, uh, I've been reading um, Ohio State because you know we have a little friend that he's just. <laughs> we're not gonna talk about that. But um, a lot of like analysts they don't believe Ohio State is gonna be that good this year. I was telling Kyrie that like I was reading one analyst he has projected they lose two three games this year. I don't know which games he didn't say you have to pay. You know, you got to pay for those to, yeah, to go those ads, more into. Yeah. Right. But he has, they lose two, three games this year. I, I would love that personally. I mean, that would be <laughs> phenomenal to see them lose because who wants to see Ohio State do anything really, unless you're really a fan? Because Ohio State's <laughs> that team, you, you like them or hate them. Like, if you're not an Ohio State fan, you hate Ohio State. Like the Cowboys. Exactly. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's worse than the Cowboys. I mean, and, and they're worthless. You know what I mean? It's in their name. But at the end of the day, <laughs> at the end of the day, for Ohio State, one thing that goes for college football itself is to be good repeatedly over and over and over again with new recruits, with new personnel, with new – everything changes so much in the college game. So to be good all the time, that's what makes it so great. That's why when these coaches go to the NFL and they fail, it's like, how did you recycle talent and coach talent over and over and over again? Was it, it's not always just the recruits. Even if you're a good recruiter, you still have to coach these guys and then you have to coach them to play together. And to do that repeatedly all the time, that's why the Sabans looks like Georgia, the Kirby Smarts, now Day over in Ohio State. Like they're doing this repeatedly. Now to do it again and again, even with the talent, these other teams are getting talent too. These other teams are getting players too. And if these coaches are getting these guys to go out here and compete and do their thing, I mean, Josh, you know, like we thought Ohio State was going to do something to Michigan last year. Michigan just trumped them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and Ohio State should have won that game. No one's seen Michigan blowing them out like they did, but that's what college football does. And one thing about the Ohio State game is, they were at home. So when you're supposed to be 17 and a half favored at home and you win by 10 points, like uh, you, you got to knock that. Like to me, that's, that's, you're not selling, you're not selling. And I think they sold themselves short or like I said, Notre Dame might be that good. Yeah. I mean, maybe they just played a, a better team, but they are good, but we don't know yet. That's can I call it a team. One. We have to watch during the season. I really believe Lincoln Riley and his crew in USC would do something. 
You're already buying the SD Kool-Aid. I'm not buying. I'm not buying. Okay, <laughs> let me just say that. It's just I see some type of connection between him and Caleb Williams, a connection that a quarterback and a head coach has can go a long way. Yeah, like I want to see when they Lincoln play Riley. legit teams. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Lincoln Riley, Lincoln Riley is a quarterback guru, though. So you oh. can't you can't blame you can't blame Williams for wanting to go. You can't blame like for a quarterback buying in to Lincoln Riley. The man just won three Heisman Trophy quarterbacks. You know, like I'm gonna follow <laughs> him too. But it wasn't for just sure. him that went. It wasn't just him who went. Like they don't got yeah. You had a couple players. You got um you got Mario Williams, Caleb Williams, and Mario Williams is a receiver over there. He had good reps with um he had good reps with Caleb Williams. So. They have a team, but Josh, I do see your point where seeing they play somebody relevant. So right, especially you're in the Pac-10 for now. Uh, I would say that that conference is pretty bad. We just seen that with their two top teams just got well won by you know phenomenal ridiculous points with like Florida game obviously was close, but Oregon got stomped. So two of your top teams already, and you only have really three in the division if you count SC. And already, like, okay, Pac-10 is nothing. We're done with those guys. Move on. Yeah, and SC and SC's playing. Um, SC's playing Stanford. So you know whether Stanford's something or nothing. Stanford, they're gonna come in and play their rival USC. Yeah, that's tough. that's always one of them tougher games. So we'll see. We'll see how that matches up. That's one great thing is like a couple teams still have like one one little matchup that they should get a good win. Some of these teams are already having these tight matchup so now you know this next game is going to be some little joe smoke school um not saying that they can't get knocked off by some joe joe smoke school that we're not seeing but um i think some of the talent is is you know spreading out but um i don't think it's there yet to see uh too many upsets from these joe smoke schools now you're going to see these upsets from you know the the lesser teams that are still power fives but yeah. um, we'll see. There's always one. There's always one. We already seen uh, Virginia Tech go down by Old Dominion again. Um, we'll see something. <laughs> Something's gonna happen. Uh, it's college football. I think Virginia Tech is uh, they're done putting Old Dominion on, on, on there. They they've played them twice and lost to them twice. I think they've decided we're not gonna put them on our schedule anymore. Can't blame them. So Terry, let me ask you this. Uh, I want to see where your opinion here. Clemson, Georgia Tech. What do you think about Clemson in this game? Oh man, yeah. Um, um, they're ranked number Clemson. four. Right, right. Well, this. Let me say this. Let me say this. Um, I don't know if you guys remember, but I am a Clemson fan. <laughs> I, I, I love, I love my Sammy Watkins, my DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, since, since. Teenager, well, they, but they're um, there right now, so this is the problem. Honest, well, honestly, yeah, but like, <laughs> well, like you said, a the problem. They didn't. It wasn't enough scoring in the first half. That that's what in I fear. They 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 struggled that first half against a Georgia Tech team that again, not a terrible team. It is a Power Five. It's but not a team they should struggle against. Now the final score to me doesn't show what the game was. Exactly. Exactly. The final score they, shows they, what the game should have been, but like you said, they started off slow. I don't think, oh, you go, you go, you go, Malololi, 
<laughs> I don't think I don't well, I think he's the answer. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's the answer. Uh, he isn't your Boyd. He isn't your Watson. Um, he needs to be something else. I know they said that they needed him to run more. They needed him to do this, that, and the other. I just don't think he's accurate as a quarterback. Where Clemson, they still have talent there. Yeah, you lost uh, Venables to Oklahoma, but you're supposed to be the head of the ACC right now. And I'm not gonna lie, I'm 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 feeling real, real confident in my case. Don't say Miami. Oh, I'm feeling man, real, real confident. I just knew it. I just yeah, knew I'm feeling, it. <laughs> I'm feeling extra confident in my Canes, even though we played a nobody. Are um, you gonna beat Florida State? Oh, we gonna beat Florida State. We gonna beat Florida State. We gonna mop the floor okay. with Florida State. Florida State don't want to see us. Oh man, I just got it. something. Saturday when you're watching football, you didn't realize that it's more college teams trying to get that quarterback to run to get into the Lamar Jackson game. Well, that's the new the new age quarterback. You want a mobile quarterback, right? But you still want a little bit of throwing as well. Like it's, it is the new age. I mean, even the NFL is trending that way. You, you look at the the bigger names in the NFL; they're all starting to go towards that mobile quarterback, and these teams are wanting that mobile quarterback. There's going to be less and less pocket passers. Gotcha. That's also yeah. going to affect your your recruiting because now you got to recruit linemen as well. They're going to be more athletic, you know, and like. I think that's what puts Ohio State usually ahead in the Big Ten. Ohio well, State tends to recruit more like a like a an SEC team, whereas the rest of the Big Ten still trying to do old school Big Ten ball and you know get three hundred pound linemen and just run the ball three downs. Got a point. I, me personally, I think the recruiting for high school players now is going to be crazy because you have to think about it before. Let's just say two years ago, two, three years ago, high school players wasn't playing their hearts out for NIL deal. They were playing for just to shake a college player, a college player or college head coach hand. So for now, you can play for, okay, now I have money on my mind. You're thinking the same way a college player thinks because you want to earn you an NIL deal. So we're going to see a lot of more better athletes that didn't take the game serious before these deals came out. And I think that's like Devin kind of hit on that already a little bit with the recruiting aspect. Right. That's going to help other teams better recruit a little bit more in the sense of now it's not just Alabama paying. Now everybody gets to pay. No, you're legally Alabama doesn't play. No, you're (laughs) legally, you're legally allowed to pay these guys now. So these boosters, these um, let's say a meat market, whatever can legally go out here and bring these guys up over and pay them. And all they do is have to make a showing. They don't even have to make a showing. They don't even have to tell you that they're paying them. They can just be part of the recruit. And, okay, you're going to give me 500 Gs to go over here? I love this school. Right, exactly. That's the biggest thing now. Now it's like before you had to hide it that your your parents were getting a car or things like that. Now it's just wide open. Like you can – I'm going to do the NIL deal with the, the Cadillac dealership. And my parents are going to be in the Escalade. I'm going to be in the Escalade. And it's okay. It's legit. It's legal. I think they said Stroud, Stroud is in a Bentley. <laughs> That's, so That's a $500,000 car. Oh, Lord. He's in a $500,000 car. But the thing is, though, like, okay, he might he, he's going to make it to the NFL. That's great. But, like, to me, I don't want no Bentley. Like, unless Bentley's, like, taking care of my car. Because, bro, to take care of a Bentley, that's a different animal itself. 
like you can have like a Mercedes, a BMW or something. That's great. Cause you're going to make a million, 200 grand, what 300 grand, whatever it is. You get this man a Bentley, a $500,000 car, bro. Like this man can't even take care of that car. So he hopefully 60, 60 K yeah, on getting everybody suits. Man, he didn't spend yeah. that, bro. He didn't spend that, bro. That suit company came in there and gave everyone and they, that suit company came in there, put their suit company and that name brand on the map, but he made sure that they got gift cards to his suit company. That's why he didn't give them cash. Gotcha. Okay. I ain't yeah, gonna give a whole bunch. I ain't gonna give a whole bunch of college kids six hundred dollars. Hey, it, it, I mean, it makes sense when you think about it on that side of things. Now, I'm gonna do the NIL deal with a top guy, and also be like, "Hey, go ahead and." tell your buddies about this or, you know, put my brand out there. That's going to get your brand out there. That's going to get you more uh, cred through everybody. Like the NI deal is really going to change the game. The more it evolves, the more you have these teams that are willing to pay or teams that are willing to make these deals to get these players paid. It's just going to make it to where it's a little more even, I guess you could say, because I still, I will argue till the day that I die, I believe Alabama was paying players well before NIL came along. It may not have been completely, like, cashed outright, but the way these guys were recruiting, there had to be something to it. Oh, 100%. 100%. They were getting something. They were saying, oh, yeah, this little uh, venture we would do, we'd do a little summer camp this and that. Man, I'm 18, 19 years. I ain't doing no summer camp. I don't give no damn about no summer camp. (laughs) But my thing is, my thing is, is like we hit on Oregon a little bit. Why isn't Oregon getting these recruits for straight up Nike? Yeah, like Nike, Nike should be hitting hard. NIL deal with Nike should have been the biggest thing. Especially with Oregon. Like, Oregon should be slam packed. And it's not like Oregon has a bad campus or anything, but it's like I'm waiting for that. I'm waiting for like Apple to do something. I'm waiting for like Amazon to push one of these schools. That's the thing though, is are these companies too big? They always said that you never see Lamborghini commercials because yeah. you already know what you're going to get with a Lamborghini. So they don't sell it. So it's like, do these companies really want to push that? They're already everywhere. But I feel like you could back that right schooling if you wanted to. You know what I mean? Like, depending on where you're at, Texas, you got these oil tycoons, bro. Those people are undercover rich. You don't never heard of them, but they got more money than life itself. And you just don't even know who they are. Um, It's going to get bigger. I still think there was um, fine print. I feel like there was still certain aspects of the deals that wasn't known and they still didn't want to pass. Or I feel like there was still some right doing that they wanted to do before they went all out. So, like I said, the next couple of years, college football is going to get even more competitive already than it is now. I believe that 100%. So one other thing that happened with NCAA is they passed the the college football playoff expansion. Kind of want to get you guys – we talked about this on this podcast, but now it's official, like it's happening. Uh, there was, I believe, three – Three conferences that didn't want to do it. So it got passed, but it wasn't unanimous. And now it has to wait until I believe 2026 to actually happen. But no, I can still get pushed. They can still get pushed, though. Okay. Like, I know there, there's three... 20, 2026, it's going to happen. But it can still get pushed forward. 
Yeah, I know it was like Big Ten and I think Pac-12 that didn't want it to happen. Bum conferences. Bum conferences should have any, <laughs> any say-so in it. Listen, I don't know why anybody would want it. Uh, it was ACC, so uh, bum conferences there, Mr. Parsons. ACC, Pac-12, Big Ten. What can you say? <laughs> what can you say? So, Terry, where are you at on the the, the, tw- the expansion to it, so the 12 teams? I'm not um, a fan, but where are you at? I'm 50-50 with it. Um, Yeah. On the upside, yeah, more teams get a chance until this feel like what it feels to go to a college playoff. Woohoo, that's fine. College players, they feel the feeling. But also, what are the, what are what is it for? Why are you expanding? What is money. these head coaches' money? Okay, of course. But where are these head coaches' mindsets going? Okay, if you're number 12, what is your mindset trying to get to number one and try to get to the championship game? Me I thinking think- what – I think I think moving forward, I think moving forward, the talent is going to be more separated out. But not only that, you having these players sit out the bowl games. So this is supposed to push the players not to sit out the bowl game because they still have a chance to make the national championship. So that was like one of the biggest aspects that I, I fully agree with and get behind. And for one argument, though, that I've seen is who doesn't want to see the big game again because last year if the, if the conference championship and there was a 12-man t- thing uh tournament playoff ohio state and michigan would have seen themselves again yeah so it's like mm. how can you not want that game how can you not want to see alabama and georgia play right off rip not for the championship but right off rip again back to back like you get these close games or rivalry games it's like okay Run that, but you're going to see me again in the playoffs. And I feel like that changes the ties a little bit. Now, whether that's coaching, um, whether that gives you a second chance, um, I don't know. But it gives you that series feel, that series feel that you miss from watching hockey and basketball and baseball. You, you That one and done is great in football, but everyone knows you have an off night. And to get that redemption game quick, like um, a week or two later, to really beat a team again and show, hey, no, I, I'm legitly the best team in America. I feel like that goes a long way. Um, maybe it does get rid of the one and done, but I still feel like there's joy to it. I still feel like there's a nice push to it and um, a competitive spirit to it. I believe that. So, okay, I understand what you're saying there about the joy and everything, but what about that quarterback that has to set that bowl game because he's about to go to the NFL draft, but he has a sprained ankle, but he forced himself to get into the game to play to get to the championship and something worse happens. He already getting paid. He's already getting paid, but at the same time, he's not getting paid what he's going to get paid in the NFL. I mean, is he or is he not? That's that's something he's gonna have to come come to terms with. Because if you're if you're not a first round pick, if you're not a first round pick, you might get signed, you know, to a five million dollar four year five year deal. They can get signed to a five million dollar deal in college right now. 
So, I mean, okay. it, it's just that's where you're going to have to – you can't take that away from the game. You still got to go, go out here and compete. Right, you can't. And if, you and can't. if you're that guy, if you're that guy who's going to go out here and win a national championship and you're on that team with the best quarterback, the best staff, those guys are already playing. So those aren't the ones you really have to worry about. It will make the bowl games more entertaining, at least. And like you're talking about, you won't have those guys that sit out because they're worried about hurting their draft stock if they get hurt in that game. So it will make the bowl games more relevant leading up to it. I just – I don't know how much it's going to change that top four guys. Like last year, who's going to beat Georgia-Bama? Well, unless it was like That's the thing. All those guys played. All those guys played, and we said it. 15 Georgia guys got drafted, and every last one of them played. If yeah. anything, if anything, Pickens, who went to the Steelers, was hurt all year and came back to the national championship, still hurt. And all that did was rise his stock. But that's – yeah, got a point Terry's, there. Terry, I think Terry's trying to go with is that the lower seeds, are those guys going to risk re-injuring or getting hurt further – do they take that risk? I so think now, they do because you have a chance at playing in the championship game now. So now, now you're 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 basically putting yourself to what coaches do you want to play with? Because some coaches are going to knock you for not for not showing up for your team. Oh yeah. So that's just kind of showing what team player you really are. So the the way it's set up is the first four teams would have a bye. And then the rest of the teams would play it out. And then that's kind of how it would go into it. So that's that's kind of interesting and gives you a reason to want to be that top four teams. It would be the the highest ranked conference champions. So that takes Notre Dame out right there. Notre Dame would never have that opportunity unless they finally decide to go ahead, get out of that independent status and go over to a conference. But at least this way, four teams have a bye. You have that little you know extra time to rest up get some extra film tape on whoever it is you're going to play. But still, just not a, not a fan, especially – I feel like it's too many teams. I don't need to see 12 teams in it. I would have been happy with, like, six teams and put the top two teams on a bye. But we'll see how it breaks down. It's more money for the NCAA, and that's really all they care about. At the end of the day, that's what this is. It's money. I mean – Someone, so. Someone's got to sponsor the bowl game. Someone's got to move out the bowl games. And uh, I always say it, man, more football. I can't, I'll never argue with more football, man. I'll, give it, I'll give it a whirl. I'll give it a whirl, man. I'll give it a whirl. I always <laughs> give more football, at least a whirl, whether it's NCAA or NFL into these other leagues that are showing out. I still give them a choice and I still give them a look. Um, and just watch out for when – like the NCAA game comes out and then they get paid for something like that. If their name's on there and just, uh, there's more to come, man. There's more to come. There's more sponsorship to come. I feel like maybe with, uh, more bowl games like that, that's where maybe that revenue comes from. Um, we'll see, we'll see. Like, who are we? You know what I mean? We don't know (laughs) those talks behind the, uh, behind the curtains, but you, you drag a zero, you carry a comma and, uh, everyone's like money down. talks money talks yeah, that's sure. for sure all right gentlemen let's wrap this up let's get into our continued series we're going to get over to the nfl and talk the greatest division in nfl football save the best for last 
the Vegas Raiders and the AFC West. All right, let's talk about this conference. It's going to be the toughest conference. Last year it was the NFC West. This year the AFC West. Every team in the division did something to improve, except for maybe the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs might have taken a little bit of a step back. Still going to be a good team. Still going to be a ridiculous division. Devin, how, where are you at on this division? It's going to be ridiculous. So I see this division shaping out as a very competitive division, like we've been saying. Uh, we've been talking about it over the weeks. Um, we did save this division not only because your team's in this division, but also because it's it's going to be very competitive, man. I, I believe this division right here, they made the most moves over the summer. I believe they all tried to compete with each other. I believe they all try to get better on offense, even with losing some of the offensive power, but they still try to answer their losses with more power. Um, I do think some of these teams, uh, the Chiefs and the Raiders, have some problems on defense, uh, especially secondary, safety, cornerbacks. Um, I believe the Chargers and Denver have a better defense. I, I Overall defense, especially the Chargers, I think the Chargers have the most dominant defense on paper. But these are all just speculations. That don't mean anything. You can bring in all the names you want. If they don't mesh, if they don't go together, it doesn't matter. Um, if I was just to run it down the list real quick, I have the Chiefs in first still. Um, you got to beat the man to beat the man. Um, I think the Chargers have the talent to do it, but the Chargers always seem to mess it up. So prove me wrong, Chargers. Prove me wrong. You have all the talent. You have the defense. You have the offense. Do something with it. Um, and then I have Denver, and then I have your Raiders, not in spite of you, just because that's just how I see it happening. <laughs> well, um, Devin, I'm kind of confused here. You know, you know, um, you're saying the Chargers can do it, but you don't – You don't. what's your percentage of the Raiders doing it? Oh, it's like slim to none. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's oh, no man. hate behind that. Terry, Terry, where you got this division? Um, The division is stacked in my eyes. It's definitely stacked. I can't agree with Devin when he said um, the Chargers instead of the Raiders. And here's why I say that. You say quarterback defense, but I played football all my life, Devin. When you're playing with somebody you played with before, you're a little more comfortable than usual. Yeah, Darren Waller is a good target for Derek Carr. You got – yeah, he had Zay Jones. Well, he still, Hunter Henry, he still has Hunter Henry. But you have a friend, a friend in your corner. It's, it's kind of hard to beat two friends. Yeah, defense come, defense come into play. But defense, in my eyes, don't come into play until championship day. But getting to that point, I, I, I think the Raiders can beat the Chiefs. I think I think they could. I definitely think they can compete with them, and I'm not saying the Raiders couldn't slip out and win this division, and I'm not saying Derek Carr and Adams can't slice it up and be a great duo. I'm just saying that they have to do it over and over and over again, and I just don't see them making that stop they need. And I put my money on Patrick Mahomes over Derek Carr. Well, okay, that's okay. That's a it's not it's not my hate. It's that's, not my that's, hate that's, on that's, 
No, yeah, it's, it's not there, my hate no on the friendship. There. It's not my hate on the friendship. It's not my hate on the friendship. It's not my hate on the duo. It's not rekindling whatever they had. It's not even the run game because I believe the Chiefs and the Raiders run game is subpar compared to the Denver and Chargers run game. I, but I put my money on Patrick Mahomes because I've done seen him do it countless times. 35 seconds on the clock, touchdown, win. A minute on the clock, touchdown, win. Kelsey, you already know he's throwing it to Kelsey. Even when he had Hill, Kelsey, triple team in the middle of the field, he still throws it to Kelsey, win. That's what I'm putting my money on. Terry, rank the division for us. Like, who do you got one through four? How's it going to break down? Um, uh, I'm going to say at one, I have the Chief just because Patrick Mahomes. Let's say that. Two, I'm going to go two. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the Chargers just because Derek Carr and Devontae will just be getting in full speed motion in NFL together. Right. Then I will go Raiders. Then I will go Broncos. I love – I like the Broncos squad, though. Let, let me – don't get it wrong. I like that squad. I just seem to think it's going to take some time for Russell Wilson to guide those young receivers the way he wants them. That's not going to catch fire right away. Yeah, I, I think this division literally can go any which way once before. Like – you can say any team's going to win and you're going to catch some heat no matter which team you got. I'm not going to put the Raiders on the top. As much as I want to say the Raiders are going to win the division, I got to be real too and, and not say it just because, you know, my, my love for the Raiders. I don't want to be blinded by that. But I don't have the Chiefs winning this division either. I actually personally feel like the Chiefs are going to be the worst team in the division. I feel like they didn't do anything to improve. They only got worse and not saying they're a bad team. They just didn't do enough to improve themselves. They took a little bit of a step back while the entire division took a step forward. So I, I'm putting the, the, the Chiefs last. Then we're going to go with the Broncos because, like you're saying, Terry, it's that they got to kind of get that uh, chemistry between Russell Wilson and the receivers. Everybody talks about the Raiders' offensive line. Yes, it's pretty bad. But the Broncos don't have a great offensive line either. And Russ does not like getting hit. He doesn't move quite the same as he did a couple of years ago. He's getting a little bit older. He's not quite that same mobile guy. And his problem with Seattle was he was getting hit too much. So he was complaining about it. He's no, he was crying. Thing. He was crying. Exactly. And I think Denver's not going to be a whole lot better. And, again, your defenses that you're playing against are going to get a lot of pressure. He's so not he's going to get a lot of pressure. When you go out with Sierra and her friend trying to salsa every two weeks and trying to be an <laughs> uh, American Next Top Model, that's what happens. That's what happens, Josh. You got to focus on the game. That's the problem. You know, you can't be going out here with your with – your, I you really know. think questions are going to be answered about Wilson because he had that safety blanket with Lockett, and they would always be like, oh, yeah, he made this great play to Lockett. Lockett catches all these – great passes him and they had this great chemistry um just they would do like the amazon projection of like the pass and all that stuff the yeah. aws and all that great stuff and it was like yeah they had that because they knew exactly which way to look and so many years that him and lockett paired up he doesn't have that anymore 
So he can't just throw up these lobs, but he still has a great deep ball. Um, Judy's still a great route runner. Sutton has some size. But now, like, let's take a step back. Is Judy Lockett? Even I'm talking about Lockett in his prime. Uh, I, I don't know. That's yet to That's be determined. I don't know if he necessarily upgraded his weapons at wide receiver. Is like, Sutton he, Metcalf? Metcalf no, one's Metcalf. no one's right. Metcalf, bro. So you're saying Sutton, great player, but he didn't upgrade that. And then you already said the O-line. The O-line's the same. So I don't know what to expect. I still like Russell Wilson. I think he's a great quarterback. We'll see, though. Yeah, but like – this division, I think they're really going to beat each other up. I think it's going to be like a three, maybe four game difference from the bottom to the top. Uh, I do have the Raiders in second place. I think they're going to surprise some people. I think their defense is going to play better than people think it's going to be. They, they brought in some good young pieces. And then the Chargers, I think this is finally the year they're going to kind of get over the hump, make a deep playoff run. They have too many good pieces. Their, their defense is just ridiculous. Their offense, obviously, Herbert – Showing he's going to be a beast. Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler. Like, their offense is ridiculous. Josh, I'm glad they you said. Be... Go ahead. I'm glad you said something about the Chargers defense. Devin, I want to tell someone you said what you said. About um, their defense not meshing together if it's not the right pieces. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, it's a team sport, but. If each of those weapons are doing their own personal job, how can it kind of go wrong in the sense that you're saying? So I think the Chargers defense has the potential on paper. Now, they're all new, and like we've been talking about chemistry. On paper, the Chargers should have one of the best defenses. They don't got J.C. Jackson. You signed Derwin James. You don't got the Bosa. Um, You got Mac. You, you have a pass they, they rush. Your, had... best, your pass rush was already great. So now you add Mac, which it should get even better. He's still very feasible, if not still in his prime. And you've seen Von Miller go to the Rams and change that up. This is what the Chargers need to do with Mac. And hopefully that's that little extra oomph on that pass rush. You get that pass pressure, it doesn't matter who you are. You're going to beat Tom Brady. You're going to beat Mahomes. You're going to beat whoever. It starts with the pressure. And that started with the Giants back in the day with Strahan and Tuck. You get that pressure on the quarterback right up the middle, you win the game on the D-line. It doesn't matter who's that quarterback. Um, J.C. Jackson, great corner. Um, Sante Samuel Jr. is over there. You have to let it come together and don't break down. And obviously injuries play a part in the game too. So, yeah, I mean, that, that's that's every team you got to factor that in. You always got to yep. fear that injury and, and hope that you don't lose that star player, especially your quarterback. Any team loses a quarterback, you're usually done. Like, you never want to see the backup come in. I mean, I think the only team this year that wants their backup in there is going to be the Steelers. I mean, when you say things like that, I just – that's why the Raiders are going to be in last place, bud. It's just – you know what I mean? <laughs> We, we, we know what we did. We signed Trubisky to two years to bring him in to uh, hold off. Let, let the guy get some talent in the NFL. Let, let Piggott take it all in. And um, we'll right. see. You, we bring, move you bring Trubisky in so you can blame him for being under 500 and then bring Pickett in after that. Ooh, it's tough, bud. That's tough. That's <laughs> tough to hear when we've never seen it. 
it's been a long time since you've seen it. I don't even remember seeing a under 500. So uh, we'll it's see. Time. And that's one good thing about the season. It starts Thursday. Um, soon yes. enough, all the answers, all the answers are going to be out there. Uh, we'll have yes, the first yes, weekend. yes. <laughs> we'll have the first weekend of the NFL football. And it starts right off rip with the Bills and Rams. The Super Bowl, like, legitimately, they made this game because these two teams should be in the Super yeah, Bowl. Those are Super Bowl favorites right there for NFC, AFC. Definitely going to be an exciting way to start the year off. Uh, Terry, being a Carolina Panthers fan, I feel like it's only right that we bring you on, let you kind of vent a little bit. Uh, we were just watching ESPN. They had Dan Orlovsky. He's picking the Panthers to be a wild card team. I think it's a bit a little, a little bit ludicrous. I think it's outrageous to think, but – he kind of made some points <laughs> in the sense of uh, they could have like a top six defense. They do have some decent weapons on offense. Obviously, CMC has to stay healthy or y'all are done. Being a okay. Panthers fan, where what are you looking at? What do you think? Uh, I agree with him in a sense. I think he's right on the defensive part because if you remember last year, we had a top five defense. But we had a starting corner go out, then injury start going over the place. Matter of fact, J.C. Horn and Christian McCaffrey went out the same as that game. Right. After that, it went downhill. Um, I don't necessarily think it's going to be all on defense. I think Matt Rule needs to be more aggressive. He's not coaching college anymore. I think he has to snap in it and wake up. Um, what you said about Christian McCaffrey, uh, my, hopes up, my hopes are just – he's getting to the point where my hopes are the same with Cam Newton, the same exact way with him. So, Chris McCaffrey, I can't ask for him getting injured. Always. You see, I didn't get him in fantasy. Don't want him. Um, I hear you. But I, like how, but I like how backup running back Dante Foreman, he played a lot last year for um, Derrick Henry. So, um, I think we have a good team, Josh. I, I think, guys, people can slow down on Baker Mayfield, you know, because – not a, what was it? The offsides when Pat Mahomes went out the divisional game. In I, don't, I don't think that they're going to be bad. I think the problem is you got the Bucks in that division, and you have the Saints in that division, and they're just better teams in the NFC than I think what the Panthers are. The Panthers are going to be in middle of the pack. I don't think they're going to be like a bad team. I don't think they're going to be bottom, but I'm thinking today like i don't see it happening well you said this well what do the saints have that the panthers can't beat is my question uh a strong defense uh very good offense if uh winston can keep things in line and not create turnovers so you're talking about two strong defense though Two strong defense. I agree, but I still have more faith in the Saints defense than I do the Panthers defense. Do the Saints even have a head coach yet? <laughs> that is I'm a big asking. question. With, with Sean Payton going out, but, I mean, is is the Panthers head coach really a, a head coach? Like, do we know? You just he said he's job, a coach. He got the like job done last year. Before all the injuries, he got the job done last year. That's all I'm saying. You, you said yourself he's coaching like he's in college, so can he make that step? I understand the, the, the Saints that, have a defensive defensive minded head coach. Let's see what he can do. 
I think I think Baker needs CMC. Panthers need CMC. Um, that offense will be broken if CMC cannot stay healthy. The defense, I do believe Carolina. I said it before. Carolina, the Saints, and the Bucks. Their rush defense is all solid across the board. Um, I do believe Horn coming back. He was supposed to be money, just like Sertan and Diggs. Uh, Horn was supposed to be the top guy. And uh, I do believe he's going to make a, a little bit of a game changer if he can stay healthy, play cornerback on that side for the Panthers. Panthers seem to have good D-backs uh, through the years I've been watching football. They always seem to have some good corners. Um, Baker has to be able to keep the ball, be a clock manager, hand the ball off, throw the ball, dink and dime to Moore, use him like an old Michael Thomas where – you know, you give them five yards, but you give them 10 catches. And then CMC, 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 CMC. And hopefully he don't take these hits or get hit by the, the turf monster or walk up the wrong stairs, whatever it is that hurts him. <laughs> because the Carolina Panthers need him. The fantasy teams need CMC. I wanted to shy away from having Christian McCaffrey on my team as well. But if he stays healthy, he'll win you fantasy. And he could potentially win you this division. Um, we'll see. It's going to be tough to beat the Bucs. I know I've seen a couple of people have the Saints beating the Bucs and the Bucs doing a wild card. I don't know what they saw. I don't see that happening. Um, if anything, the Bucs got even more potent on offense, even without Gronk. Um, their their offensive line scares me over there. That's the only problem with the Bucs. Their right. center. Yeah, their center. Um, if anything, I would say Carolina and the Saints have the best O-lines, so maybe that has something to do with it. But uh, Carolina has potential, man. You know, there's always teams that jump from last place to first place, and uh, it's 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 hard to say what's going to happen. We Like we said before, we know Atlanta's going to be at the bottom. But let's not be surprised if Carolina makes a move. But uh, the NFC is tough. The NFC is very tough. For sure. It, it'll be interesting to see. I'm looking forward to it. All right, gentlemen, I think we're going to wrap it up there. Do we got anything else we want to hit on? Oh, man, that's it, man. Uh, fantasy football is coming in. I have a short little skit going. Um, let's be prepared for week two of college. It, it, it just gets better from here, Josh. And week one, Thursday night, NFL football. Mr. Terry, you got anything? No, sir. Let's go, Panthers. Let's do this. All right, gentlemen. Appreciate you. We'll see you next week. Shirts and Skins. Thank you for listening to Shirts and Skins podcast.